do you we want can. to continue? You, it's I don't to care. You. Either way is fine. I don't care either. It's up to you. Ah, fine, I'll go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was hoping for the angry triple noise. <laughs> Not the happy triple noise, but this is what we get. <laughs> Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate Gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate beginning with Stargate SG1. Hello? Hi. Oh, hang on. My microphone, my headphones aren't plugged in. That's okay. You're coming out my computer instead of my headphones. Hold on. Good times. We're both doing well here. Hello? Hello. Okay, now you're coming through my headphones. Yay. Excellent. (laughs) Yay. How do I sound? You sound fine. Okay. I sound more normal. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't think it was going to (laughs) like. As normal as you ever sound. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) How are you today? Uh, I'm okay. You know, completely discombobulated as usual. Yep. I lost my normal headphones. I assume I left them perhaps on an airplane. Oops. Then I can't find my other headphones because box is everywhere, as I said to you. And now I have these Bluetooth headphones, which we'll see how this goes. Hopefully they don't die. But other than that, Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, fine. <laughs> how about you? <laughs> I reached burnout and then I kept going. So here we are. <laughs> Aw, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's my own fault for trying to also buy a house on top of everything else that I have going on uh, and to, you know, get pre-approved only to then be like, cool, we're going to look at some houses this week. We've looked at a few. How do we get pre-qualified? And then to get turned down for pre-qualification after we were already told, sure, we can give you a mortgage. Oh, wait, nope, we lied. That's garbage. So, so that's my fun story. Yeah, they those people can go to hell. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Lying bastards. Yeah, so yeah. I'm in a shitty mood. Yeah. My apologies. But I do have a Tribble in my hands. <laughs> uh, so that helps. And also my Geordie Bear that somebody bought for me is sitting here in my recording space Yay. with me. And so that is happy also. It is happy. So, you know, you can't be too upset when you have a Geordie Bear and a Tribble that continues <laughs> chirping and vibrating for <laughs> quite a while. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that down so I don't accidentally trigger that again because I'm just sitting here like tossing it back and forth between my hands. But I mean, maybe you should keep playing. Maybe with I it. will. We could just yeah. have I random triple noise throughout the episode. There might be random triple noises. Yeah. Oh, I also got. Speaking of triples, I did get my Captain Kirk and the Trouble with Tribbles 25 year collector plate. Nice <laughs> to add to my Tom Paris plate of Star Trek nerdiness That's here. So. Fantastic! My yeah. Tom Paris plate is in transit. Fabulous! So I've drunk that Kool Aid. I drank a lot of Kool Aid <laughs> this weekend. Everyone, so much Kool Aid. Yeah, we bought a Stargate end tables, and then Jeff and I also got a Star Trek coffee table. So that was awesome. <laughs> Not that we're gonna have a house to put it in now, because I was like, this will be a cool early housewarming present for us, since we were then optimistic and didn't know yet that we weren't going to get the mortgages that people told us that we could have but you know i believe it will happen we're also supposed to be looking at houses tomorrow and this weekend and we're like do we even bother because we 
don't have any leads on a mortgage now. Yeah, that's really disappointing. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, they suck. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Anyway, that so, has absolutely nothing to do with this episode. No. Because nobody's getting a mortgage in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, I guess the replicators are trying to take up housing. But they're just really kind of... They're squatters. Yeah. Or just, yeah, they're, they're claiming yeah. squatters' rights over... <laughs> Over a submarine. That's not really the same as applying and getting rejected for a mortgage. No, you could go the replicator route somehow. We could. We could. Maybe we'll just stay in our current apartment and stop paying rent. But we don't want to live here in this apartment anymore. That's the no. problem. Yeah. And also that would not help with your mortgage per- procurement situation. Very true. I don't think that the uh, eviction moratorium is in place anymore first of all and second of all yeah that for sure wouldn't help with our plans of getting a mortgage at some point in the hopefully nearer rather than more distant future you can always come live with me in my tiny tiny house yay yay so you can have your own closet toilet yes cloilet <laughs> who doesn't want the cloilet i cannot think of anyone your cats wouldn't be able to tolerate our dogs, though. That would be the biggest issue with no, that. Oh, yeah. They would and be... our coconut would probably try to eat your cats, because <laughs> she's the worst. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. You've seen how she treats potato. <laughs> Potato's true. used to it, but still, potato can't really deal with it, which is why we give her so many rooms of her own that the dogs can't get to. Yeah. Buddy would definitely cower. Thirteen, yeah. she might rally eventually. <laughs> Maybe. How do you think they would deal with a replicator roommate? Assuming the replicator didn't try to eat their faces. If the replicator makes noise, they would be terrified mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, they do make a no- the, the weird. There's like a creepy crawly noise and the creepy mm. crawly crawlies. Yeah. yeah, and if they get into the walls, they start skittering. Yeah, yeah. Oh, replicators. Yeah, coconut would for sure bark at it and try to chase it, <laughs> and Lily would probably just like stare at it from across the room and whine. <laughs> As is her want. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's very good at it. She's very good at whining at things from across the room and staring at them creepily. I think I told you about that time that I like came out of the shower and she was literally about 20 feet down the hallway in the dark, staring <laughs> down the hall <laughs> at me when I came out of the bathroom. That's not creepy at all. Nope. Nope. I mean, I like a good horror movie as much as the next person, but I'm like, this is some fucked up shit dog (laughs) i hate this why is this a thing (laughs) oh dear puppy yeah there were no puppies in this episode though just lots of replicators yeah shall we talk about those replicators we should we are talking about stargate sg1 season (laughs) four holy shit again four yeah episode one small victories I don't know why I said it like that. Because it was a fun way to say it? Sure. Yeah. That's what I'll go with. Yeah. So, my recap of last week's slash last season's episode. Oh, no, bugs! The oops, involuntary suicide mission. Shooting replicators doesn't do much. Everyone's doomed. Maybe Stargate theft equals escape? So many bugs! Explosions! Yay! <laughs> That's our summary. That's perfect. episode. Thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> This episode, we're in a submarine, and there's some Russian dudes 
speaking Russian. I thought that the opening scene to get to the submarine was cool. Oh. Because they just kind of like showed a camera's eye view of like rushing down towards the ocean, like the replicator crashing into the water. And then once it crashes down under the water, then we see the submarine. Ah. I didn't actually even catch that on the first watch, but I noticed it today. And I thought it was cool. Yeah, I had blindness towards that scene. I watched this twice. Well, weren't you also on a plane when you were watching it? The we had first time. Going on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the second time I was laying in a hotel room. Oh, that's right. <laughs> had we been drinking though? We drank a lot. Ah, uh, I can't remember. No, I think I watched it. I watched it in the morning before the drinking oh, okay. commenced. That's right. But had you had your coffee yet? I don't no, think no. Yeah. All right. But that's then okay. you're excused for missing it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll allow it this one time. Thanks. Continue. <laughs> Inside the submarine, there are Russians talking to each other. I noticed that they, instead of having names on their coveralls, had numbers, and it was weird. Oh, I did. <laughs> are they like, <laughs> is this a prison submarine instead of your traditional Navy submarine? <laughs> yes, this is a, how how the Russians apparently deal with their prisoners. <laughs> they stick them in a submarine and cast them into the Pacific Ocean. I don't... <laughs> yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking to each other. We don't get subtitles, but it's pretty clear they're like, oh, something's going on. We hear something. We should check that out. <laughs> it was kind of like a horror movie when you're like, you know that the person shouldn't go into the room that they're going into. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, no, don't go in there. Yeah. So they hear a sound coming from a specific hatch. Yeah. So they open that up, they crank it open, and they kind of look in the tube. It was kind of funny because they look in the tube and they get a flashlight out to look closely. And then we see the replicator vantage point looking at them, too. Then the replicator jumps the hell out of the little tube it's in and attacks one of the Russian guys. Like, latches onto his, like, face and body. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And so he's, you know, screaming, and the the other guy who's with him is maybe trying to help. Somebody else comes running in, but we don't see what happens because we kind of zoom out of there a little bit, and we are at credits. Indeed. So it doesn't seem to have ended well for them. What did it do to him? I think it sprayed something in his face. Oh, okay. All I could see was like it was grabbing onto him, which would seem painful. But I was like, yeah, yeah. how do the replicators kill people? I was wondering that too, because I didn't notice the first time what it was doing. But it, yeah, it looked like they sprayed something at him, like an acid or something in his face. That would suck. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Because it was like right into the guy's eyes. After the credits, Daniel is lying in a hospital bed and Dr. Fraser's examining his appendectomy scar. And that was a huge scar. Was it? It was the 90s, so I don't know that they would have been doing it laparoscopically like they would be these days, but it seemed to me to be a very large scar, so I'm guessing that they just were doing traditional incision and, like, sticking your hand in there. Do you think that was a made-up scar? Do you think that was actually Michael Shank's appendix scar? I was wondering, and I'm guessing it's probably the real one. It was on the correct side, so it seemed like a lot of work to, <laughs> to do a makeup scar when he would have already had a scar. Yeah. I don't know. Frazier is talking about how it took them a lot longer than they thought to set up the second gate. <laughs> Why is that surprising? <laughs> they had a permanent iris fused onto it. Why are they surprised that that took a while to take care of? But they are. 
And Daniel says that they got it running yesterday because there were so many technical difficulties. <laughs> Could that be the permanent iris? <laughs> but Fraser's like, oh, they must have needed Sam's help. Okay, whatever. Fraser's telling Daniel that he's just fine. He seems to be lucky that there was no residual infection. I don't know why that's very lucky. Unless maybe his appendix burst because that's a different situation. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Suddenly, there's an off-world activation coming in. So I guess that's probably the first one they've had since the new gate got set up. I wonder how many other people were off-world when they just beamed up the Stargate. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> My brain is extra all over the place today. This is just <laughs> how it is today. <laughs> This is just how my brain works when I'm tired and doing too many things. Anyway, Daniel assumes that it's SG-1. He goes running down the hall and like completely bowls somebody over and is like hitting people on the way. He's just so excited. In the gate room, the gate opens. And in comes SG-3 quarters wearing the same clothes as last time. <laughs> Since it's apparently been just over a week that they've been trying to dial in, that's a long time to be wearing the same clothes, but not nearly enough time for Sam's hair to grow as much as it did. <laughs> also, Teal'c has a little, like, soul patch goatee kind of thing. Yeah. Not really a soul patch, but like a little a little strip that was also bleached white, and it was very 90s. <laughs> yeah. In my apartment, I had wood floors everywhere, and when I moved in there, the landlord was like, don't wreck these floors. I've ruined the floors. Don't worry. These are <laughs> brand new bad. floors. Blah, blah, blah. It's also 14 years ago. It's true. So I put little like felt pads on the bottom mm. of all of my mm. furniture to prevent some scratching as I move furniture around. <laughs> and it reminds me of the little strips of the pads that I put on the bottom of I all my see furniture. That. Yeah, it was very short. A short strip of white hair. Yeah, it was weird. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah, for whatever reason, Daniel tries to poke it. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> recommends against that don't touch it Hammond says that he's happy that they're all there and Jack's a little bit insulted that they're not getting any more fanfare than just Hammond they save the planet and all they get is Daniel and Hammond welcoming them <laughs> I'd be disappointed too <laughs> right we find out that Thor was okay in his stasis pod and it apparently had some sort of a homing beacon so the other Asgard came and picked him up and then just <laughs> left SG three quarters there which Hammond is rather upset about I can't believe what I'm hearing and Jack's like it's fine we'll debrief you and tell you all about it but first I need a shower which makes sense since he's been wearing the same clothes for a week permission to shower granted in fact I insist on it Colonel bad I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Presumably after showering, Sam is in her lab and she is looking at a replicator piece under a magnifying glass when Jack comes in and sticks his face on the other side <laughs> of the magnifying glass. So we just get a big close up of his mouth and he's like, what you doing? Sam's letting him know he's, she's playing with the replicator bits. Which he's concerned about. I, don't touch it. Yes, she's, rightfully so. Yes. And she's like, well, there's no energy. It's probably fine. No discernible energy. But as we already talked about in the last episode, the fact that they weren't giving off any heat means that they had no discernible energy <laughs> even when they were moving around. True. 
Well, you know, it's it's just only a couple of little blocks. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. Jack came in, though, not to talk about replicator parts. He is letting her know he is taking his vacation, his delayed vacation. He's going to go get some fish. <laughs> At the grocery store? Uh, no, he's going to go to a lake and fish oh, for bass that are this big. <laughs> Sam is not going to take vacation. She's had enough relaxation. I guess a week on a planet with nothing to do is not what Sam's about. I hope it was a nice planet. I hope so, too. At least. I hope they picked a good one. We don't really know. Yeah. We never hear about it. Nope. She tells him to have fun, and he leaves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the phone rings. Uh-oh. Sam answers it and immediately runs out after Jack to let him know that Major Davis is coming and he can't go fishing. Or as Jack says, do. (laughs) (laughs) A little while later, apparently it has been long enough for Davis to get there from the Pentagon because he is there as is SG-1 and Hammond. They're talking about the situation with the Russian submarine and how the May Day signal sent out by that submarine was intercepted. The crew was reporting being attacked by a large mechanical spider, even though it did not have enough legs to be a spider. Although they keep calling it bugs and it didn't have enough legs to be a bug either, or an insect, which is the more correct technical term. Anyway, <laughs> Davis says that they, they thought that it was a joke at first, but then all signals from that submarine apparently stopped. Eventually, some aircraft spotted it, but we don't know who went in. But whoever it was found a whole bunch of dead bodies inside. So that's unpleasant. Agreed. Yeah. Whoever it was, though, took a picture of the replicator, which was, I guess, just hanging out in there and didn't attack the person taking the photos for reasons. Maybe it was a security camera. Yeah. I don't know. We don't get answers. Yeah. They also took all the bodies off without getting attacked. Yeah, how did they manage that? There were no bodies when they, spoiler alert, go into it later. Yeah. Yeah. They are now in possession of the entire submarine, and the Russians don't know that they have it. (laughs) Davis says they're going to be denying knowledge of the submarine. That's cool for international relations. Yeah. Yep. They're going to go and check things out, and they have a cover story of a chemical spill to keep everybody out of the area where they have the submarine hanging out. The Pentagon wants SG-1 to go in and get some specimens to study, and Jack is adamantly opposed to that since that's what the Asgard did, and it didn't end very well for them. They talk a little bit about the types of weapons that they might be able to use against it and the fact that the energy weapons that we've gotten from various alien species don't work, but then Teal'c specifies that human metal projectile weapons... (laughs) are actually effective in it. And somehow Davis doesn't know what he means. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) That made no sense, but they had to clarify that Tilk meant guns. (laughs) Long story short, they are going to try to go board the submarine and collect the replicator that might still be on there. But then we get another unscheduled off-world activation. Ugh, so busy. Right? It's a busy day now that the Stargate's back up and functioning. No. Do you notice Daniel is exceptionally, I feel like, open-mouthed through much of this episode? (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't really thought much about it, but now that you mention it, yeah, in my head, I can see that. What's up, Daniel? (laughs) What are you doing? Why are you just sitting there with your mouth open? It's weird. 
Maybe he didn't have anything else to do, really, so. Mm. <laughs> so he just left his mouth yeah. open. <laughs> I have no lines, so I'm going to pretend I have lines by leaving my mouth open and <laughs> quietly mouthing them to yes. myself. <laughs> his way of feeling involved when he has nothing else to do (laughs) (laughs) the group heads on over to figure out what's going on in the gate room the gate opens up but the iris doesn't close walter is trying to close it but the iris isn't responding and they suddenly lose power all over the base whoops I'm not sure why that was necessary. Well, I was wondering if it had something to do with the huge power draw that's required to link Stargates that are so far apart. That could be. I don't really know. Anyway, they lose power and Thor comes on through the Stargate. Jack takes off down to the gate room to tell everyone not to fire at Thor, which (laughs) I feel like he could have done from the control room. Yes. Quicker. Also, I would think that that would probably go without saying at this point you would think that yeah thor is there one to say thanks for saving me and the team's like cool i'm so happy to see you we're also happy to see you you can help us kill the replicator that survived the explosion of your ship and thor's like actually i need your help and i can't help you Because the replicators are coming for my home world. We can't do anything to stop. And maybe you can give us a hand since you were able to shoot the replicators with your projectile weapons. Sam's sort of like, uh, we didn't do that much. You guys are the Asgard. And Thor's like, yeah, we're the Asgard and we haven't been able to do shit. (laughs) So we need somebody... Who has a less sophisticated approach to the problem. (laughs) Daniel's like, you need someone dumber than you are. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) And indeed, that is what Thor wants. But Hammond tells him SG-1 is needed there. But Sam pipes up and is like, I could do it. I don't know. Maybe SG-3 quarters isn't enough, Sam. Maybe you need to stay there. But anyway, Jack doesn't object. Hammond doesn't object. I do like, though, that Jack says that Sam is probably not dumb enough for their needs. That's (laughs) true. But she thinks she can do it. Yeah. (laughs) Sam's going to go with Thor. Thor opens the gate again. Jack tells her to have fun this time. (laughs) She starts walking up the ramp and gets way ahead of Thor and then just stops and, like, waits. And then they walk slowly up. It was just like, oh, fun. I thought it was a cute scene. And I noticed, too, they actually did a really good job with the shadowing on Thor. Uh A really common problem with earlier CGI was not properly aligning the shadows. And they actually did a great job with the shadows on him because they were properly dark, like right under his feet as they should have been. But then they also shifted with him as he moved up the ramp and got closer to the iris, which was emitting its own light. And there were multiple shadows to show the multiple light sources. So I thought they did a great job, not necessarily even with Thor himself, but with the shadows that he was supposed to be casting looked very convincing. Cool. It almost made me wonder if the purpose of this scene was just to be like, look at our cool technology and look what we can do with our CGI, which if that was their purpose, I'm I'm here for that. If that's all they were trying to do with that scene, because <laughs> I thought it looked great. <laughs> they have made it to whatever harbor the submarine is being kept at. 
and they're setting up some video links so that they can see what's going on inside the submarine with the team. Daniel apparently decided to follow along with them. He's not going to be going in because he's still on light duty per Fraser's orders. Styler is there and is the one that's actually doing all the technical work. Jack is on the radio asking if he needs to mention that he has developed an insane aversion to bugs at this time. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. He's got to go in anyway. Sure does. Yep. Sam and Thor have made it to Thor's planet. And they are looking out. We see out the window of whatever building they're in. A big ship in the sky. Sam is impressed by it. And Thor says the O'Neill was supposed to be our last great hope. Because they really love Jack a lot, apparently. It's so weird. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> Sam is surprised, as was I. <laughs> they they have booklet levels of love for Jack. Uh, they do. Maybe they wrote this booklet. Maybe they, uh, yes, maybe. I was about to say that. <laughs> Possible. Not only have they named the ship after Jack, it is the most advanced ship they've ever created. And its sole purpose is to fight against the replicators. Unfortunately, it's not finished. Which is bad timing. Mm-hmm. Thor's plan currently is for him and Sam to take a ship and head on off to a battle that is commencing between the Asgard and Replicators, not yet at the planet. Where are the Replicators getting their ships from? Are they building them themselves somehow? Are they taking them over from the Asgard or somebody else? I assume they were killing all the crew and keeping the ships Mm. for themselves. Probably. Yeah. I think it's a, like a giant replicator in the form of a ship that also then contains more replicators. That'd be even creepier somehow. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so they're off to do that. Good luck. Yeah. Back in the harbor, we get a bunch of scenes of the team climbing around in the ship, getting into the ship. We see Daniel and Davis watching them over the video link. Open mouthed. <laughs> Open mouthed. <laughs> Inside the submarine, there are Tilk and Jack and two random red shirts. But they split into two separate teams of two as they continue to wander around. We get quite a while of just wandering and video watching here. Finally, they manage to find some replicators. And Jack notices that they are a different color than they had been before. So that's weird. We don't know why that is yet. And then they notice that there is an extremely large replicator in the middle of this giant mass of replicators, which they figure must be some sort of queen. And they do something to the image of it to make it clear that the original replicator has like put on this queen body armor or something. Yeah. It's surrounded itself in more replicator pieces to make itself a queen. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. But... Its original blue body plan is still there and intact in the center of this queen. I didn't like it. It was gross and creepy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I hated this. (laughs) For I don't even know what reason. (laughs) This replicator has made itself into a queen. It's like something that's wearing air, like a suit, an eager suit. It is also the source of all of these other replicators. 
so far we have no evidence that anything other than that one survived. So all of these other ones must have been made by that one. I am the beginning, the end, the one who is many. They realize that Tilk and Stevens, who are the ones that have actually found this little den, are in a lot of trouble right now because they are completely surrounded by lots of replicators and their queen. The replicators, unfortunately, notice that Stevens and Teal'c are there and swarm towards them, and they completely crawl all over Stevens before Teal'c's camera goes blank. And that's the last we know of them for a while. Yeah. They're probably Mm. dead, both of them. I bet they are. Yeah, absolutely. Surprise! Well, (laughs) we learned two seconds later that only Stevens is dead. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Because we get a brief shot of... O'Neill and his other person heading down to them and over the radio, we hear Tilk, who's still on the radio, his video went dead, but not his radio, Tilk says that Stevens is dead now. So that's bad. Yeah. On Thor's ship, Thor is trying to explain replicators to Sam. He says some sciencey sounding things and he mentions a word that Sam is not familiar with, something like Kiron. At that point, she's like, hold on, hold on, what's that? (laughs) Thor's like, it's an energy particle. And Sam's like, I've never heard of it. And Thor's like, I know. (laughs) So elitist. Yes. Sam wants to know how she's supposed to figure out how to stop replicators if she doesn't even know what Kirons are when they are based on Kiron technology. Thor makes a point that they would have never invented guns. <laughs> Therefore, that is why she's there. <laughs> they don't think the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was the point he was ultimately <laughs> yes. trying to make. <laughs> Sam then restates her understanding of how the replicators form. I don't know if we need to like go into like all of the... Nah. No. Well, it's worth mentioning that they form out of little blocks and they can change their shapes and make new replicators out of the same types of blocks. Fellow master builders, including, but not limited to, Robin Hood, Mermaid Lady, Gandalf, Swamp Creature, 1980-something Space Guy, 2002 NBA All-Stars, and Wonder Woman. I'll put that block inside of another block and I'll mail that block to myself. (laughs) I'll mail that block to myself. (laughs) I don't think smashing it with a hammer is going to work, though. (laughs) No. Sam asks, maybe you don't have any replicators around for study, do you? Thor says, it's too dangerous. And then she's like, oh, well, um, just just wondering, <laughs> uh, could, could two individual blocks replicate? You know, no no reason I'm asking. Just, just curious. <laughs> Thor says it requires several blocks working together to make new blocks. And how many is several, do we think? Right? Yeah. How many do they have versus how many is yeah. several? We don't know, but Sam seems yeah. relieved. So it must be not several you think? I thought she didn't oh, seem reassured by that. I so. thought she did a little bit. I don't yeah. know. We, we read her expression differently. Yes. And either way, it doesn't really matter because she's in Thor's galaxy and nowhere near Earth to stop any replicating that might true. be happening on Earth. Very true. Despite not having actual replicators, Thor's technology creates a 3D version of the replicator that Sam can go have a look at. It looks very real. It even reaches out to, like, tr- grab her as she reaches to touch it. So she was impressed. I want to build a Lego replicator. That'd be That'd great. That'd be fun. That's a random thought. 
not that random because we're talking about replicators and they're cool looking. <laughs> they are. So Thor tells her that the replicator image will do anything that the replicators that in real life have done that Thor's people have observed. Yeah. Yeah. So she can look at it <laughs> and study it by looking. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't really tell you a whole lot about it, I'm guessing. But anyway. Yeah. Back in the harbor, Jack and Teal'c have made it out of the submarine. I don't know if that last guy <laughs> made it out or not. We, we, I don't think I don't we think find that out. He just disappears. <laughs> he did. I know we, it, we got confirmation that the first guy died, but we never know what happened to the second guy. Fraser apparently has gone there with them also. So who is acting as doctor back at the base? <laughs> who knows? It must be the guy that likes to push buttons, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fraser is tending to Tilk, who has got a piece of replicator embedded in his back. That's pretty gross. Yeah. Yep. Jack is insisting that there is no way that anybody can go back down there. They were lucky enough to survive as it is. Also, they they did lose somebody, which they kind of don't even acknowledge <laughs> here. Davis is like, yeah, you're probably right. We need to blow this thing up and hope that we can contain any bugs that survive. So Davis is going to go talk to the Pentagon. Always talking to the Pentagon. God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the guy in his Pentagon. On the ship, Sam is contemplating the replicator. Thor asks what she's thinking. She's thinking about home. Thor assures her Colonel O'Neill is a very capable human <laughs> because he loves Colonel O'Neill. It cannot be expressed <laughs> enough how much Thor loves Colonel O'Neill. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just a really big fan of MacGyver. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's watched a lot of MacGyver. And he's like, you know, you know who that guy O'Neill looks like? <laughs> he looks like MacGyver. <laughs> he sits on the couch right between Patty and Selma watching MacGyver all the time. <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson. Did someone mention my names? Oh, <gasps> absolutely. <laughs> Must be it. Chain smoking. <laughs> I was trying to picture that and I'm like, would he be chain smoking? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Thor promises that if they can stop the replicators here, that he will help them in any way he can. And then he offers her something to eat. And what that something to eat is, is a small little group of very colorful blocks basically looking things he likes the yellow ones <laughs> sam does not she <laughs> puts it in her mouth makes a face and spits that shit out <laughs> <laughs> apparently her taste buds and thor's are not the same <laughs> but later it, i think at some point i can't remember where it is but later i think she eats like a red one or something and that seems more palatable to her yeah <laughs> Maybe it was like banana candy flavored, and in which case that would have been my reaction also, because banana flavored candy can go to hell. <laughs> yes, I do not like much in the way of artificial banana flavoring. No, it's vile. They get news that they've lost contact with the rest of the ships that were fighting with the replicators. That's not good. No, and it's not just a communication problem. They don't detect the ships at all, so the replicators are on their way. I don't know why I did that. Yeah, I like it. I like the sound effects. 
I'll add to sound effects. <laughs> Back down on Earth, they are talking about their plan to blow up the submarine. They're just waiting. And then all of a sudden, Daniel says, nope, we need to put that on hold. He has discovered that the new block is actually corroded. And Jack has no idea what the significance of that is. So Daniel says, well, the way that Sam explained it to me is that they use whatever material is around them. So these new bugs are made of the same metal that the submarine itself is made out of. Which must be why it's a different color. I don't understand why they would say they shouldn't blow it up then. Because Daniel says that, well, maybe they can't tolerate the salt water. And so they're trying to hide inside the submarine to stay away from the salt water. Why would that mean you don't want to blow it up? That makes no sense to me. Also, I was wondering why not just flood the submarine as well, but neither of these things are going to happen. Yeah. No blowing up, no flooding the submarine. Instead, this somehow means that they need to go back into the submarine. Yeah, the only thing I can think when he's talking about this is that the original replicator could still survive all that but even yeah, then, but then just capture the one yeah. instead of having to capture or fight all of it, these replicators agreed. then you've got one to worry about yeah i don't i don't get it but there we are <laughs> yeah oh well yeah that's the takeaway from that scene yep <laughs> yeah a little while later the team sg 1.25 i guess this is jack davis daniel tilk and siler sg one and a quarter are sitting around watching on a monitor, keeping an eye on the mother bug. For the founding queen, sharing her nest with all these rivals seems like madness. But the economics of desert survival is a numbers game. And what is happening in there? They're talking about their plan to go in and try to kill mom without getting themselves killed by all of the other ones. And the fact that probably if they are successful in killing the mother bug, that's going to make all of the other replicators that are in there flip out and target them. This still just seems like all such a worse plan than just blowing it up <laughs> and catching the one queen, you know, sticking with the original plan and just modifying it slightly. But whatever, they're going to go in because that's somehow a great idea. <laughs> also, the submarine's engines have come on. So the replicators have decided that it is time to try to move out. <laughs> right it makes no sense <laughs> why fight one thing when we could fight hundreds of them oh. they're docked in a harbor so the water can't even be all that <laughs> deep necessarily it's not like they're out in the middle of the ocean and there's like miles of ocean it's under true. them anyway continue. i don't know on thor's ship sam is uh curious as to why the replicators are not in a big rush to get to thor's planet they're not even using hyperspeed or whatever they call it in the show. My transcript yeah. says hyperspeed. Okay, yeah. And Thor explains that they're busy replicating, so they're dedicating all the power they can to that. And so they can't do the hyperspeed yet, and they don't really care about time like living beings do. Thor explains that the replicators are able to take control of their ships by modifying their own weapon technology beyond their understanding. Sam wants to know how could that be? And Thor's like, it's possible. They've gathered knowledge from sources other than the Asgard. Huh. 
Sam boils that down to we can't do anything to them, but they could take over the ship or blow us up. Why aren't they doing that? And Thor says they haven't shown signs of aggression and we have less advanced technology, so we're not important. And Sam's like, I'm not I'm not helping, am I? Poor Sam. Poor Sam. She likes to be helpful. She does. You must feel bad when she can't be helpful. She's just got to think this through. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Down in the submarine. Over in the submarine. Out in the submarine. A galaxy away in the submarine. <laughs> there we go. Jack is setting some explosives within the submarine. In the harbor building, Daniel, Siler, and Davis are all gathered around watching what he is doing. Jack is setting off a charge to create a diversion to hopefully get all of the normal-sized replicators away from the big giant queen replicator. The replicators decide to try to take the submarine down for a dive. That's not very good timing. No, but they're still anchored, so they can't be too successful at it just yet. As the submarine starts to descend, they start losing their video signal up on the surface. That's not good. A lot of this just seems pointless. I know. Just like life. Because, like, they were losing signal, and then they fixed it by boosting radio transmission. Okay, cool. That's a pointless scene then. Well, you know, you gotta know about the escape hatch. Yeah. And, you know, Daniel stares worriedly open-mouthed, in case you were wondering. His mouth is open. Yeah. Long story short, the replicators try to take the submarine down. Davis orders them to try to get to the escape hatch as soon as possible, hopefully before the ship can dive too far. And Daniel sits there with his mouth open. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's just so, like, everywhere. It is weird. Yeah. On Thor's ship, Sam's tired. Thor recognizes this is another advantage the replicators have over them. And Sam's like, whoa. Don't they need to recharge at some point? I guess we can't really say that without knowing what Kiron's particles are. But Sam points out they do have to eat. Whatever that means. I thought that they only ate for the purposes of replicating. Yeah, that's what Thor says. Okay. (laughs) But not for energy. Yeah. That's why I was getting confused, because we were just talking about their energy source. Their unknown energy source. Yeah. And Sam's like, oh, what's the strongest material you've got? And he's like, we've got a new alloy of Naquita, precious trinium, and carbon (laughs) that we use to create the hull of the O'Neill, named after my favorite person in all galaxies (laughs) everywhere. Sam starts asking Thor questions like, can that ship go into hyperspeed? Can it be flown using autopilot? Thor wants to know why. She says she wants the replicators to chase after it. And she explains the ship is everything they want. It looks like an all-you-can-eat buffet. New technology. It's super cool. I miss all-you-can-eat buffets. Yeah, those are nice. Mm, I do like a buffet. Right? Yeah. Thor's not getting it, though. He's like, they're going to take our technology. It's not ready. And Carter's like, how about we self-destruct the thing? <laughs> Thor's like, wait, what? Why would we destroy? Not the O'Neill, no. Not the <laughs> We named it after Jack O'Neill, our best friend. <laughs> and also, how can we destroy our greatest hope of defeating the replicators? And Sam's like, well, in hyperspeed, they can't use their weapons or their shields. So we blow the O'Neill up and take the bugs with it. And Thor's like, but, 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 
Pew, pew. <laughs> Sam's like, yeah, that O'Neill's not going to do anything for you if the replicators reach your home world. You're done. So why not blow this shit up? Thor is, you know, a little concerned that maybe this plan won't work and that the replicators will become even more powerful. And Sam's like, we, we have to, we have to try. And Thor is still hesitant. Back down on the submarine. Jack and Teal'c are making their way back to the escape hatch, but they're taking their time to blow up the explosives on their way. Replicators are coming through after them, being drawn to the explosion, just as they had hoped. Literally, the next scene is just (laughs) Sam telling Thor, you brought me here to come up with a dumb idea. This is my dumb idea. We need to do this dumb idea. And (laughs) Thor's like, cool, you're right. We should try this. So Thor leaves to, I guess, get the O'Neill ready. They've abandoned their plan to go to the escape hatch. Jack throws a grenade at it. Unfortunately, it does blow up the thing, but then the replicators reform. So that really didn't do a whole lot of good. Why didn't they expect that to happen? Because when he had shot them before with his gun, they had reformed then also. Why is this a surprise to anybody? Don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Tilk says he believes that he got it. But it doesn't matter because it's reforming. (laughs) So who cares that he got it? He did get it. Doesn't matter. Now they have decided it's time to try to get to the escape hatch (laughs) as they were supposed to do before. They head to the escape hatch. They continue trying to shoot the thing and the other replicators because their diversionary tactic didn't really work all that well. There's still plenty of other replicators (laughs) around here. It's just a whole big clusterfuck within the submarine, really. Yes. (laughs) Yep. More and more replicators keep coming. They are not being successful at reaching the escape hatch as they had hoped, so the firefight continues. Is it a firefight if only one side is shooting? I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Yes? What would we call it if it's not a firefight? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Just a fight? (laughs) (laughs) i don't know know either back out in the harbor building davis once again tries to tell them to go to the escape hatch but they are way too overrun for that to work siler unfortunately tells everybody that whoops the anchor line just snapped so that's bad yeah it is yeah so there's really nothing that they can do except that i zoomed in again so the end i'm done (laughs) (laughs) i'll just i'll just finish it off don't worry Thanks. Thanks. Uh, All right. Well, I'm not as lost this time as the first time, at least. Hang on. In a strange twist, Teal'c, Jack, and the replicators have all decided to live in the submarine and paint it yellow. (laughs) And then they started to sing. Yes. (laughs) I like it. It's fantastic. That would be a way better story. (laughs) Not that this was a bad story, but that would be an even better story. We all live in a replicator marine. <laughs> replicator marine. Replicator marine. <laughs> Daniel asks if there's anything that they can do, but yeah, not really a whole lot. So they're just going to maybe try to chase the submarine into shallow waters and hope for the best. But Daniel thinks that there's not enough time for that. So Tilk and Jack continue running around trying to find a an escape hatch that will hopefully let them out on the surface before the submarine dives too far. Sadly, this new escape hatch that they have found is also overrun with replicators. That's not going to work either. Jack keeps shooting at it, 
with apparently no concern whatsoever about Ricochet, because he's actually shooting into the hat that's only right in front of him. Replicators continue to swarm at them from every direction. Jack's firing randomly into the hatch is not helpful. So they're just going to go ahead with their plan to blow the thing up, despite the fact that they are still in there. Yeah. Daniel says, well, that's not really a positive attitude to have. (laughs) And Jack says, they're going to eat me. I'd rather die before that happens. (laughs) Jack's got a point. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) Yep. Jack and Daniel go back and forth a little bit, but Jack then eventually tells Davis to just give give the order. Are they the same rank? I don't remember if Davis is the same rank as not. I think or he's. Not. Is he a major? Okay, so he can give Davis an order. I think rather so. Rather than just a polite request as equals. Yeah. Now I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah Major Davis. Major That's Davis. What he's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, major Davis. I don't know. Blanked on his rank. So yeah, technically he can give the order. Why he doesn't give Davis a direct order to give the order, I don't know. Or why he doesn't just give the direct order himself, I don't know. But he requests that Davis give the order. Yes. That was a long one. It was. was confusing. (laughs) It was was a lot, yeah. In this other galaxy, Thor returns to his ship to let Sam know that the O'Neill is launching. And it looks like from the display that they can see on the ship that the replicators are going to follow the O'Neill. Go, Sam. (laughs) Then the O'Neill goes to hyperspeed. The replicators follow. Then the ship self-destructs and in a chain blows up the replicator ships behind. Yay! And Sam's like, it worked! Oh! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and she gets down and hugs Thor. <laughs> which is kind of weird. <laughs> yep. And she's like, I didn't hurt you, did I? And he says he's fine. And she's like, we did it. And Thor's like, it was your stupid idea, Major Carter. Ha ha ha. Yay. Yay. Back in the harbor building, everybody's still debating about what to do about this situation. Finally, Davis does make the call and says to fire on the target. Siler confirms that they are going to fire the torpedoes. They count down until impact. We're still seeing Jack and Teal on the screen at this point, trying their best to not get completely overrun and eaten alive before the explosion happens. The countdown continues. And then Siler finally reports that there was a direct hit. But that didn't actually cause the submarine to explode. So that also seems pointless. Yeah, it's so weird. (laughs) Jack and Teal are still alive. As it seems that Jack and Teal'c are going to get completely overrun and consumed, there's a big flash of light. And they're all of a sudden gone. And Daniel and Davis are surprised and delighted. It seems that they're going to be okay after all. (laughs) Woo! I enjoyed this because Daniel just couldn't get the words out. He was just so happy. He's like, they're, 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 they're. (laughs) It was good. Seeing how it's written out in the transcript is pretty amusing. <laughs> T-H-E with a bunch of R's after it several times in a row. <laughs> thur, thur, thur. Thur. <laughs> Jack and Teal'c make it to Thor's ship. And Jack is real happy to see them. It's like, great timing. 
they have a little greeting. Things weren't going well. No, we had it all handled. Cool. But they've taken care of the bugs. Sam's like, we took care of the bugs too. We kicked their asses. They had asses, Jack asks. (laughs) Then she tells Jack the Asgard had a big new ship, the O'Neill. And Jack's like, oh yeah, cool. But we had to blow it up. That's bad. Thor tells them again they are grateful and one day they'll repay by helping to fight the gold but not today because (laughs) there's still a shit ton of replicators in their galaxy they only saved one planet today and there's no guarantee that this same strategy will work again because the replicators can learn but now we have hope at least yeah Sam offers herself up for more dumb ideas. Jack offers to take Thor fishing next time he stops by. And he's in the middle of telling Thor about the lake in Minnesota where the bass grow. And Thor is over the conversation and beams him out of there in (laughs) (laughs) mid-sentence. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) So what happened to the submarine? I assume if those torpedoes didn't take it out, they fired more torpedoes now that Jack and Teal'c aren't there. That's yeah, my guess. Okay, hopefully. Yeah. But then we would still have the problem of the original replicator, right? Because I don't think that one really got... Dis- did it I, actually get destroyed? I mean, I mean like... They shot replicators it! Replicators were falling apart and reforming so many times that... Yeah, I mean, they, they... I'm not sure it actually worked. They grenaded it, and then they shot it a bunch of times. I think they're assuming they got it, but yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Hopefully? I hope so. I kind of have a feeling we're going to be seeing these guys again. What? <laughs> Did you like the episode? Yes, I liked it. I feel like talking about it made it sound less fun, but I, I thought it was still a really entertaining episode. And mm-hmm. I liked Thor's and Sam's interactions. <laughs> I love that they had a ship called the O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It makes me happy. I found it a little bit confusing, as we talked about, that they didn't just blow the damn thing up without going inside. But, you know, they still had time to burn on the episode, I assume. So, (laughs) And, you know, it's a little more exciting when Jack and Teal'c might die. So, that's okay. Very true. I think overall I liked it. I think I liked the first half better. Mm -hmm. But... Together, I enjoyed them. I think it's a nice little thing. Fabulous. How about you? I did enjoy it, despite the fact that I was constantly wondering the entire time why they didn't just punch a hole in the ship to let them get corroded or (laughs) blow it up as they had initially talked about so that they would then only have the one to deal with. But it was an exciting episode, even though I kept getting confused (laughs) where we were talking about as I was doing the recap. It was easier to keep those scenes straight between... You know, what's in the submarine and what's not (laughs) when you're actually watching it than when you're just reading a transcript. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it it was a really good episode, I thought. I don't know why, but I really like the replicators as the bad guy. So I enjoy the episodes that they're in. They're just creepy and they make weird noises. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have new enemies. I mean, not the the gold are terrible enemies, but after a while, you're like, how many times... Right. Do we have to hand their asses to them before? Right. And how many? <laughs> how many times do we have God. to pre- die how already? Many times, 
do we have to pretend that they've been killed yes. only to have them come back again? <laughs> yeah. There's really only so far that you can take that storyline before you need to give us something a little bit different to keep everyone's interest. <laughs> and I definitely think the replicators do that. They still remind me a bit of the Borg. I am the Borg. Even though they're, you know, they're not at all humanoid like the Borg are, they still have a lot of similarities with yeah. their adaptability and intelligence and like their hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Next, we will be watching Stargate SG-1 Ooh. Ooh. Season 4 <gasps> Episode 2 Ooh. The Other Side. Ah. The Netflix says General Hammond sends SG-1 on a humanitarian mission to deliver food and medical supplies to the planet Uranda, which is under attack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The booklet that's helped us. <laughs> the booklet says SG One responds to a cry for help from a doomed civilization, which promises <laughs> which promises to give Earthlings access to highly advanced technology in exchange for supplies that would help them defeat their enemies. But the team soon discovers a shocking secret that may prove SG One is doing a lot more harm than good. That was way more descriptive. Mm. Yes, quite. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds way more interesting when you put it yeah. that Yeah. <laughs> Yay, we're bringing food to somebody. We're we're the Uber of Star of Stargate World. Yeah. Supply run. Woo. Exciting. It does sound interesting. I don't really remember this one, I don't think. I I well, I watched it on the plane, so oh, I right. do so, yes, recall it. Do. Yes. <laughs> fair that's fair yeah as always thank you for listening if you haven't already subscribed please do so so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every wednesday likes and reviews are very much appreciated since they help other people to find the podcast and word of mouth is great for that as well if you'd like to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter and instagram you can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com and you can find our website at stargatesing.space we are still working at getting some new merchandise out but quick update on that i decided that although i like our logo on our business card and the thumbnail size i didn't think it looked good enough blown up to merchandise size so i have recruited the big guns in the form of our friend colin who is a pro <gasps> at this yay yeah i didn't even mention that part to you no. So he is currently working on revamping our logo for us. <gasps> Cullen is the big gun. And I've seen it. It's looking pretty good so far. He showed me like a very initial draft and it's going to still look basically the same layout, but it's just going to look even better than it already does. So I'm super excited for that. So merchandise still coming, just a slight delay because I want it to look even better. So yeah, that'll be fun and exciting. We will keep you updated on that. And if you want to help the show financially in other ways, besides hopefully eventually in the very short future buying merchandise, you can also support us on patreon.com slash stargating where you will get access to bonus episodes and early access to episodes as well as behind the scenes updates. And I think that's everything, right? I think so. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargating The End. The End. Back down in the harbor building, they're talking about their plan to... I should probably let this thing stop first. <laughs>